Hello, hi, and welcome to this episode of the Mandy Mayer podcast. This is the podcast where we chat about everything fat loss related. And the crazy thing is, though, as much as it is focused on fat loss, a lot of the strategies chatted about can be implemented in your everyday life and the struggles that you face therein as well. As most of you will know, I post a fair amount of helpful content on social media sites. And every time I post a piece of content, I, I get a huge amount of questions, whether it's in my DMs, whether it's on the comments. And I've just recently started increasing my posting frequency on TikTok as well and getting a huge amount of questions there within the comments. And I sometimes it's so difficult for me to get back to everyone on every single comment. So I thought, you know what, let me take 10 questions from the last week and put it into an episode of my podcast. So you've asked I've listened and now I'm going to answer. So without further ado, he has 10 questions that I'm going to answer and all of them are regarding fat loss. And again, as per usual, thank you so much for the reviews and the ratings. I really appreciate it. If you have not yet dropped me a review or a rating and you've learned one thing that you've put into play from this podcast, I would really appreciate it if you head over to the reviews and rating sections. I mean, you don't have to if you don't want to, but it will always, always be appreciated. All right. Yeah, they are your 10 questions. 10 questions asked by you guys. Question number one, should I be eating before or after exercise when it comes to fat loss. Now, I'm going to stop you right there and tell you that if you're starting out on your fat loss journey, or even if you're halfway through your fat loss journey, the timing of your meals when it comes to fat loss, the very specific timing down to the split second of your meals is not of a huge importance. I also feel like it's a huge amount of misplaced effort that is put into trying to hit the perfect timing of meals pre or post exercise. And it really does overcomplicate things, if I'm very honest. So if you plan to go and exercise and then you don't exercise, you're like, oh, shit, I haven't gone to exercise. Now I have no idea when to eat. Oh, then you just don't eat. And then if you don't eat, you overconsume food from the snack cupboard, for example. The exact timing of your meal, whether it is eating carbohydrates after 6 p.m., whether it is eating meals pre or post training, when it comes to fat loss and when you are just starting your fat loss expedition, the timing of your meals does not matter as much as you believe. You need to stop misplacing your efforts because you're going to drain yourself mentally and physically by trying to hit these unrealistic goals that don't actually even matter. Instead of focusing on the exact time to eat your meal before or after exercise, focus on hitting your calories for the day and focus on your meal frequency throughout the day. So if you are eating three meals per day, you are doing that consistently and you're always going to have fuel for your exercise. We really need to stop overcomplicating things because the more you overcomplicate things, the less you want to do them. Focus on that meal frequency, focus on hitting your calorie goals and focus less on the exact time that you need to be eating your meals. 
I mean, if you don't even have a proper exercise routine or structure yet, imagine what a shit show that is going to be for your meal frequency. So leave that concept, leave that idea in the back of your mind and don't focus overly on the timing of your meals. Focus on the consistency of your calories and your meal frequency throughout the day. Question number two protein powder and fat loss and do you have any recommendations for a really good protein powder now one thing i want you to remember before getting into this question is that your protein powder is not a magical formula for fat loss protein powders your whey protein helps you hit your protein targets And yes, it is a convenient source of protein that you can just pull out at work or shortly after a meeting or drink in your car whilst you're driving. So yes, it is convenient, but it is not magical for fat loss. Protein as a whole plays a vital role within your fat loss as you move forward. I have done an episode on the importance of protein, so you can go search for that and listen to that. But protein powder itself or whey protein, like I said, there's nothing magical about it. It helps you hit your protein targets and it will help you with your satiety levels, which can then help you adhere to the plan, which will then help you consume less calories throughout the day, which then helps put you in a calorie deficit. And that is where fat loss takes place. Most of your protein powders offer about 23 grams of protein, I think. Some have a fair amount more. But at the end of the day, you need to find one that fits your budget, that is palatable for you, that you enjoy, and that you know you can have on a consistent basis. I, at the end of the day, I use Nutritech Premium Whey. It's a very basic one. And you know what? It does the trick. I don't even use it all the time. A lot of the times I become very lazy to work on my protein targets and then I drink it. But a lot of the times I don't even stock or have protein powder in the house and then I get my protein through food sources. So the most important thing to remember here is that most your entry-level whey proteins are going to offer you the same of about 23 grams of protein and you would just need to find one that fits your budget and that you can continue buying as you move forward I would imagine. And if you can't afford whey protein because it's not part of your budget it's not the end of the world because you can get your protein through food sources. Funny story about protein. I bought a tray of 30 eggs yesterday or the day before, and it was on special. And these 30 eggs cost 49 rand 99, I think. And then I looked at the price of a protein bar, and it was 42 rand 99. I'll leave you with that. Question number three. I only eat once a day, but I am gaining weight. Why? So it's very difficult for me to give you exact answers if you are not a member on one of my groups because I don't have your food logs. I don't know what your exercise levels are like. I don't know how many steps you're taking throughout the day. So I wouldn't be able to exactly pinpoint why you would be gaining weight if you're only eating one meal per day. In saying that, there's a couple of things that you can try and identify. What you need to remember, though, is that eating once a day 
doesn't necessarily mean that you're eating within a calorie deficit. So you need to look at what are you eating? How much are you eating that ones that you are eating? And what are you counting as meals? How many snacks are you having throughout the day that you feel are not meals that you are potentially not counting towards your once a day of eating? And then another thing you need to look at is what liquid calories are you consuming? Are you consuming milk with your coffee? Are you consuming flavored water? Because remember that contains calories as well. Are you drinking cappuccinos? Are you drinking beers or wine, for example, and not thinking that that is a meal? At the end of the day, everything you put in your mouth is going to contain calories. Well, almost everything. Mandy. So just from the information that you've provided regarding only eating one meal a day but gaining weight, my immediate thought is that, okay, it could potentially be a high-calorie meal or the meal could be quite big and you could be consuming a lot more calories throughout the day than what you actually think. My suggestion here would be to you download MyFitnessPal and log absolutely everything that you are consuming throughout the day. That is the only accurate way that you are going to know exactly how many calories you are consuming. Once you know that, you would be able to better understand and know, okay, shit, yes, I'm only having one meal, but fuck, that meal is high in calories. Or you've been drinking, say, off the top of my head, peach-flavored spring water, that contains calories as well. And always remember that your calories start adding up and they start adding up. So whilst you're thinking you're only consuming one meal per day, like I said, it could be very high in calories and there could be a teaspoon of peanut butter or there could be an extra splash of olive oil or whatever the case is. So so the best way forward yeah, to start and to identify what one of the things could be is to download MyFitnessPal and track absolutely everything for seven days. Once you do that, you will know exactly where you're at with your food. And if it's not that, you can then start looking in different areas, such as possibly increasing your steps or your activity level, looking at your sleep patterns, looking at your stress levels, looking at a potential imbalance in hormones. But all of these things I would only look at after you've started logging accurately on my fitness pal so that you get a better understanding and knowledge of the foods that you are currently consuming. Question number four. I truly eat very healthy and clean, but my weight loss is super slow. Why is this and how can I move forward with this? All right, so number one, let's define slow. Are you losing 100 grams a month or are you losing 500 grams a week? Keep in mind that a lot of the times because of the diet culture, we believe we need to be losing two kilograms every second day. And as soon as you lose a little bit slower than that, you label it as slow weight loss. So again, because I don't know what you define as slow or what your current weight loss is, you need to identify if it is really slow or if your expectations for a foster weight loss were quite high. 
I don't like saying that the average weight loss per week is X amount because, and especially if I don't know your body composition and everything else that goes with it, because everyone is very, very different. Someone with a larger body composition will have more weight to lose, meaning they might drop it quicker. Someone with a much smaller body composition trying to fight off that last one kilogram will drop it a fair amount slower. So just keep in mind that you want to see a consistent or gradual your movement downwards on that scale graph, but it isn't always necessarily going to be as fast as what our expectations are. Then you touch on the fact that you truly eat very healthy and clean. You need to check what your weekly average calories are. And you need to check how consistent you have been. Because what I've seen is that during the week, we'll keep it clean. Then on the weekend, we would have higher calories on a Saturday and a Sunday. Then weigh ourselves on the Monday and be like, oh, shit, I haven't lost any weight, but I've kept it clean. And the clean could have potentially only been for four out of the seven days. So have a look at your average weekly calories so over seven days and then have a look at what consistency levels you have been hitting because if you have been having weekends that aren't very consistent it is going to slow down the quote-unquote the progress because you might be carrying a fair amount of water weight after that weekend so then you look at it as a whole and you're like oh fuck my progress is so slow meantime your consistency has got in the way of that progress so have a look at that and this is one thing I want to I want all of you to understand every single person listening to this is when you say you're eating healthy I want you to remember that foods labeled as healthy foods contain calories as well. And I went through the exact same thing where I kept saying, I don't understand why I'm not losing weight because I'm eating exceptionally healthy. And by healthy, I meant foods like kuai. I meant foods like nuts of some sort, whether it's cashew nuts, almond nuts, olive oil, etc., as well as biltong. And I'm like, but this is healthy. This is labeled as health foods. Always remember that foods labeled as healthy also contain calories. And a lot of the times they contain a fuckload more calories than what your normal nutrient-dense foods would contain. A perfect example of a health food is the peanut butter bomb from Kuai. I used to believe this is magical. It's so healthy because it's from Kuai and there's no no sugar, no nothing in it. Fucking hell, the amount of calories in that thing, I cannot even begin to explain. So again, take a look at the foods that you are consuming. I'm not saying they're not healthy, don't get me wrong, but even the foods labeled as the healthiest of foods, they contain calories. So again, as the same as in the previous question, if you aren't already, download my fitness pal and start logging all your foods. Doesn't matter if they're labeled as not healthy or they're labeled as healthy. Log absolutely everything you're putting into your mouth for the next seven days. Get a weekly average of it, check your consistency, and then have a look how you can potentially tweak it. Question number five, what foods do we need to eat for fat loss and how do we volume up our meals? So again, I'm going to start off by saying there's no specific foods that are magic 
magic potions or magic lotions or magic pieces of whatever for fat loss, right? Fat loss, for fat loss to take place, you need to eat within a calorie deficit. Now, I know there is a huge confusion out there as to what foods quote unquote, are allowed and what foods are not allowed. Number one, we need to get rid of that mindset of what's allowed and what's not allowed because it creates such a negative connotation when it comes to food that at the end of the day, you create quite a toxic relationship with food and with dieting. I always have this this little motto is the fresher the better. So fruits and veggies, absolutely any fruits, any veggies. Don't worry if they are root veggie or if the fruit has too much sugar. Remember, all of these things contain calories. So you just want to log the foods that you are consuming, check the calorie amount and then add it as part of the plan. But there's not one veggie. Oh my goodness, don't eat a gem squash. That's not great for fat loss. That's bullshit. Fucking veggies are amazing. They're fresh. They got loads of micronutrients in them. Don't be scared to eat fruit any fruit, even a fucking banana. I know people say you shouldn't eat bananas, but it's a great source of everything. I mean, I don't, I don't actually know how to explain what to eat for fat loss because, like I say, the fresher the better. Go crazy when it comes to your food. Look for the nutrient-dense foods, the tomatoes, the apples, the beans, the green beans, the bananas, the spun speck, the fork and broccoli, cauliflower, butternut, pumpkin. Um, I said apples. I don't even know. Anything in the fruit and veg aisle. Hoy that in your trolley. Put that on your plate, right? Then when it comes to your lean meats. Yeah, there's some meats that are going to be higher in calories because they contain more fat content. So something like your your pork or your bacon or your porterhouse steak, for example, or whatever it is, might have more fat content, so it might contain more calories. Your leaner meats, such as your fish, such as your, your mince, and as well as your chicken, those kind of things will be lower in calories. But that doesn't mean you can't eat the meats that are higher in fat. It's just about observing and tracking and understanding the calories of that food that you are consuming. Potatoes, sweet potatoes, pasta, rice, all of that can be added to your plan. At the end of the day, you want to have a well-balanced diet moving forward. So like I say, the fresher, the better. And yes, there's always still going to be room for your calorie-dense food. So things like your McDonald's, things like your chocolates, things like your crisps. There has to be room in the plan for that, but it has to be in moderation or else you're not going to see as much or many results as what you want to see. So to give you an example, I have oats in the morning or I have wheat picks. I might have some Pronutro with that, some milk. Then I have a banana with that and I switch it up as I go on throughout the days. Then for lunch, I have a either chicken breasts or I have chicken drumsticks, any chicken, any mince. This is not all at once now. Let's not get confused now. With an array of veggies, then I have potatoes or I have sweet potatoes or I have rice, or I have pasta. So as you can see, it's a good combination of everything. It's very well balanced. And I add things like chocolates and sweets and burgers. And that is all in moderation. So there's no specific foods that are best for fat loss. There's foods that are going to be higher in calories and lower in nutrients. And they're probably not going to be ideal 
deal for an everyday consumption because they not going to keep you full for long. It's going to be difficult to adhere to the plan and they might slow down the progress a little bit, but there is room for those foods. Then you're going to get foods that are higher in nutrients and lower in calories. So that's like your fresh produce, your proteins, your complex carbohydrates, and those are the things that you want to bulk your meals up with. You really don't need anything fancy. Question number six, can I eat popcorn on a daily basis to fill me up? I mean, you can do whatever you want because we're all adults here, but I would not advise to eat popcorn as a meal if fat loss and getting healthier is your goal at the end of the day. You need a variety of nutrients within your plan as you move forward. And also popcorn might only fill you up for the moment and it might lead to extra snacking throughout the day as well as to late night snacking because you haven't been properly full for the entire day. So in my opinion, popcorn is not a meal, but actually more of a snack. Number seven, will two-minute noodles make me fat? Well, it depends how many two-minute noodles or packets of two-minute noodles you are consuming on a daily basis. One packet of two-minute noodles to give the food that you eat in some bulk is not going to make you fat. I would suggest adding some other foods or food types to the two-minute noodles just so that you can feel full in the moment and that your satiety levels are satisfied throughout the day. Again, two-minute noodles are probably not going to keep you full for very long, but if you, specifically for your question, will two-minute noodles make me fat? If you eat a packet of two-minute noodles per day and you're adding it or you're adding veggies to it, you're adding some meat to it, then no, it's not a problem at all. If you're over-consuming your two-minute noodles and you're over-consuming all your other calories around those two-minute noodles, then that probably will lead to weight gain. But not because of the two-minute noodles, because you're probably going to be within a calorie surplus, meaning you consumed more calories than you burnt, and those extra calories are then stored in the body as fat. Question number seven, I can't lose weight because eating healthy is expensive. Do you have any suggestions to move forward? So first of all, I'm going to stop you right there and tell you that eating healthy doesn't have to be expensive. So again, let's revert back to the health foods or the superfoods. A lot of the times there are superfoods advertised for fat loss and we're made to believe that we can only lose fat if we eat these superfoods. But then when you look at the price of the superfoods, you're like, my goeie fucking bliksem. That is really a superfood because it costs more than what I earn for three months. But I'm going to tell you now, you don't need those expensive superfoods to elicit fat loss. You can do it with your everyday foods from pick and pay, shop right, checkers, foodies, wherever. If the budget is exceptionally tight, and I know I've been through this, I can tell you this now, you're going to have to search for specials. You're going to have to plan your meals and you're going to have to become a bargain hunter. 
but it is very possible because the beauty of eating healthier foods is that you can bulk your meals up. So let's say a huge amount of meat is not within the budget. You can buy a smaller amount of meat, for example, and then you can bulk it up with things like your carrots. You can bulk it up with things like your baby potatoes. You can bulk it up with those veggies that you get four packets on a special. You can bulk it up. So eating healthy doesn't have to be expensive. You don't need those superfoods that are advertised for fat loss. Bulk it up, become a bargain hunter. And I just want to state that if you compare the price of, say, a bag of apples and a slab of chocolate, we can then notice that a snack, a healthier snack, might be cheaper than a calorie-dense snack. But I do know when it comes to things like your lean meats or your protein sources, it can be not necessarily be part of the budget. So there are ways, like I, I personally, I look, I wait for specials. And when I see a special on the chicken, I go to the shop and I buy the chicken. I then freeze some of it. Or if I see a special on the tuna, I go and buy the tuna and then I stock up on three or four cans. So if that is something that you can do, try and do that. But you always need to be on top of it. You need to be on top of it. You need to be a bargain hunter. And then it is very much possible to lose weight if the budget is not great. Question number nine. What are your thoughts on the internal shower? Sure. When I first got posed this question, I was actually doing a live on TikTok and I was like, my goodness, an internal shower sounds like something out of the Kama Sutra. Um, so I went to go and research what an internal shower was, Nochals in private mode, because I was very scared that I was going to land up on a website where I shouldn't be. But so for those of you that don't know, an internal shower is basically when you're constipated and you can't shit, you then been told to drink, I think it's a glass of water with some freshly squeezed lemon and chia seeds. And you wait a bit and all of a sudden that unblocks you. So I don't have very many thoughts on this because number one, it looks horrible. The consistency of this drink doesn't look good. And number two, if you are changing your lifestyle and you're moving more, you're walking more, exercising a bit more, sleeping a little bit more, and you're consuming more nutrient-dense foods, so balanced meals, you won't necessarily have a problem with constipation. So you won't need to be drinking that soggy chia seed shit. Okay, to be more regular, and by regular I mean very frequent potty time, then you want to look at increasing your fruits, your veggies, your grains, and that all comes with creating a healthier lifestyle and having balanced meals throughout the day and throughout the weeks. By doing that, you're increasing your fiber, and that then helps with you becoming more regular. So again, I think the, the internal shower is something I, I don't, you know, I actually don't have, don't have a thought on that, if I'm very honest, because number one, the name is horrendous, and number two, the mixture looks like something something out of, I don't even want to go there. Also, there's a thing called all brand flakes. And that also helps with regular potty time. And that brings me to the end of this episode of the Mandy Mayer podcast. It also brings me to the fact that I realized that there was only nine questions and not 10. I humbly apologize for that. 
Thanks so much for tuning in. I do hope that you have learned something from this. Remember, it's all about a lifestyle change. It's about consistency and it's about moderation. You don't necessarily need to cut out everything and anything from your plan. I know a lot of people tell you you do, but that isn't the best way forward. Try and create balance with what you are consuming food-wise. Try and create a, a sort of approach or adopt the approach of the fresher, the better Try and move more a little bit where you can. And yeah, that's pretty much it from my side. I'm very, I'm thrown off. Um, I'm thrown off a little bit today because I'm actually recording this episode um, on the Wednesday. And I usually record it on the Thursday. But I don't think I'm going to be able to record it tomorrow morning because I've got some stuff to do. So yeah, on that note, I'm going to leave you like I usually do. Keep smiling, keep laughing and keep being kind to one another. Much love, your question answering friend, Mandy.